and God would tell me, as I was walking over here, it was dawning on me all the, all God's done in my life. People who's on the woman sat next to me, I've shared some of her, my testimony and of my ministry, and she was just in awe of the people that I've met and known. And as I was on my way over here, the Lord told me, the things in my life has happened to me because my priority first, number one, was the Word of God. He told me that I did not know Jesus when I died. And I said, well, I thought I'd go to church on Sunday and Wednesday night. That I'd be okay. I'd make it heaven. And he said, you don't, you're supposed to know Jesus intimately. And you don't know him for yourself intimately. What you know is what you heard about Jesus but you don't know him intimately. He's the word of God. Unless you know all the word of God, you do not know Jesus. And you have to know him intimately, and that means spend time with him. He said all those years you played that Bible day and night to yourself. You made it your priority while driving, while sleeping, while awake. All the time, your priority was to have that Bible playing or reading it. My first study in the Bible was, I got me a promise book. Somebody gave me a promise book. And I started reading them promises, and I started keeping so many promises each day. Working on these promises. And I put them in my bathroom so everybody else would. And every time I go to the bathroom, I read a bunch of promises. You'd be surprised. You don't have to worry about going to party or nothing, man. You get to read them, you get all excited about them, and that's how all of a sudden you realize, hey, when are you going to get up? <laughs> well, then I go and use those promises. God promised me those. God gave me a vision. This is my this book. In this vision, I had asked God for something. And whatever I asked God for, Jesus tells you to every day to pray for the peace of Israel. If you want peace, he's telling me, if I want peace in my body, physical body, your body runs a certain way God ordained it to run, and it can only run that way with peace. And the more peace you have, the better it runs. The blood just runs and flows, everything goes beautiful because you have the peace of God. And the peace of God, where do you live? You don't have that worry about money. You don't have to worry about anything because you have the peace of God and you trust God. Not having peace is not trusting God. Worry is saying, well, God, I, just, I, I know you say it, but I just have a problem. I just can't believe it. Come on. That's a lie. That's right. You don't listen to that stuff. God said it. We're going to do it. Amen. But I'm going to show you today why. We don't have any way as I started praying, asking God something. My angel, God had sent my angel to bring it. And he got to the part where it said to pray for Israel. And he checked to see if I prayed for Israel that morning. And if I hadn't, he stopped. He couldn't bring nothing else. Because I disobeyed and did not pray for Israel. And he loves Israel. And that's an order. 
When God tells you to do something like that, it's an order. He's ordering you to do it. No, he's and all's about it. you got to do it. The other is pray for those in authority over you. I said, God, why do I have to get up before 5 o'clock in the morning and pray for those in government? He said, well, man, he said, your president has a red phone, and so does Russia. And said, if you don't wake up and ask my spirit to minister to them before they go out there, the devil is always sending somebody to minister to them and to get them to do something to kill you. And he said, if you do not pray and they do not minister to them, they can take that red phone and send it to America and you won't even wake up. Everything God asks you to do is a reason for your perfection and to help you. And most of it is to get you to line up with the Word of God and do what the Word says. You've got to make this body do what it says. I make my body do. I fast it. I said that you do it or you won't eat. Boy, it loves to eat. The body you see loves to eat, loves to do things. It ain't getting no pleasure from me. It's not getting anything. If you don't get down in that word of God and get that word in it, glory to God, that word starts in the brain, and then the mechanism that works your whole body is in that brain, and that word gets in every one of those little vessels in your brain, glory to God. It starts going down through your body. When it says anything in your body it shouldn't be, it comes up on it and says, what are you doing here? You do a wrong in your life. It burns it out. So I sent those messengers. I put it up here. All my messengers got drunk on the Holy Spirit, got drunk on the Word of God, and they went down into my body and started perfecting my body and healing my body. You want to walk in divine health? Walk in the Word. If you walk in the Word, then glory to God, I ain't even telling you about the book. I'm telling you about preaching, ain't I? <laughs> Let's get to it and see. I've got some good stuff here I think will really good. Yeah. I've got a lot of pages I want to cover. Speaking blessings on your life. To pay attention to what you're saying. Are you blessing your life or are you cursing it? Sometimes the enemy doesn't have to defeat us because we're defeating ourselves. Are you cursing or blessing your life by your confessions? Don't get trapped by your own words. As Proverbs 6, 2 states, we are snared by the words of our mouth. To be snared means to be trapped. I want you to pay attention to one thing. I wrote this whole book without the Bible. That's what playing the Bible does. You downloaded it. I've downloaded it in my memory. I've downloaded my brain. This Bible is in my brain. What you say can cause you to stumble and it will keep you from your potential. Negative thoughts come to all of us, but when we speak them out, we're giving them life. Quit speaking negative thoughts. The key is to never verbalize them. Those thoughts will die if you don't speak them. Is that good stuff? Is that the truth? That's not a wonder We're talking about the words that your mouth bursts. You don't talk about the problem, talk about the promise. Everyone needs to get themselves a promise book to read and then agree with God's promises. How many of you have agreed with God's promises? Amen. He wants to bring everyone of the past in your life. You have to be a doer of the word. We have two voices talking to us. Which one are you choosing? The voice of faith or the voice of defeat? Don't be negative. 
The word says we have favor with God and no good thing will he be withhold from you. He knows your needs before you ask. And he also said, I'm not, I am concerned about what you're concerned about. One Peter five, six and seven says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. <laughs> Glory, what mighty God he is. You know, that really shocked me. God cares about what I care about, what I'm thinking about, what I'm worried about. And he's working in it because he loves me. And he wants me to be blessed. He loves you. He cares about what you're thinking about. Read in Psalm of Matthew 8 and 17, it says, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You don't have any, so why are you taking them? Why are you confessing them? When you confess them, you birth them in your body. You're the one speaking what you're having or what you are. So start speaking what God says and be in agreement with what God says so he can bring it to pass. When I, guess, when I got saved and started reading the Bible, I saw Jesus took all my diseases and sickness on himself at the cross. As I saw this, oh my, I chose to believe. So when a person asks me, how are you today? I replied, here was my answer. Glory to God, I'm abundantly blessed and I walk in divine health. As long as I said this, I didn't go to a doctor for 10 years, not a hospital for 40 years. It works to speak it. Be in agreement with the word of God and he promises glory. Keep his promises. Negative words stops God's promises. The reason a promise has been delayed is because of what we're saying. Imagine that your answer is on the way. God has already dispatched the angel with your healing or your promotion. Then God hears you speaking negative. He has to stop the promise. Don't let your negative words stop God's promises from coming. Study a promise book until you believe them. Get these into your spirit so you will speak them. And then these things will come to pass for you. Put a watch guard on your mouth. God had to take Zachariah's voice away in order for him to stop from, to keep him from stopping his promise of his son coming to face. Get a God's promise book. I keep one in the bathroom and read them every time I go. I keep them fresh in my mind. I think on them. David went about quoting them. Look how God blessed David. God loved it. I love David. I saw a movie of David and it was awesome. Confession of my thoughts. I abide in the word, and the word abides in me. Abide means live in. Therefore, my thoughts, my will, my plans, my desires, all I have with the will of God. I declare that I'm healthy and sound. I function in divine health. Sickness, lack, and death are far from me. I speak strength to my body. I declare that I'm strengthened with glorious might by God's spirit in my inner man. Every system in my body is functioned properly. Perfectly. My nervous system is responding to the word of God. My bones are responding to the word of God. My members are complete in him. Thank you, Father, for this new life I have in Christ. I have moved from death to life. You see, it's the confessions that we're confessing and agreeing with the word of God over our bodies. I just celebrated my 85th birthday. 
had a lady at the church come to me on Sunday and she said, Hey, Betty. Everybody in church calls me, Hey, Betty, because I'm the aunt to the pastor. And I said, Yes. She said, You're the oldest woman I ever met that dresses so young and looks so young and talks so young. And I said, Well, honey, I don't think the Bible says so is a man thinketh, so is he. And I said, I don't think of me. I don't see. I said, when I go look in the mirror, I don't see no woman 85 years old. I don't see an old person. I don't talk to old, old people. I teach young people in school. I'm around young people. I have young kids and grandkids. I said, I feel young. <laughs> she just grinned. <laughs> and you know, that's because I say what God says. We don't have to get old. God didn't go to I said, well, Moses, he, would, he had perfect eyesight, and he walked up on the mountain and died. That's right. So I'm going to be able to walk up on that mountain, glory to God, and die the million and spend some time with them. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to have perfect. I have 20-20 vision at 85. That's pretty good, isn't it? So I'm here to tell you, you don't have to get old. Don't listen to people. So is a man thankless, so is he. God intended for us to stay young. God intended us to be healthy. Jesus took all my sicknesses that I don't have to have it. Lord God, I tell my body all the time. Listen, when I died, I looked on that bed and I seen that body. I gave it everything he wanted. It wasn't a good looking man. I got it one. If it wasn't liquor, I gave it liquor. If it wasn't money, I got it money. Whatever that body wanted, I give that body. Here is this body living on this bed. It's a beautiful body, but it's living on this bed. And ain't no life in it. And I realized that I let it have everything it asked for. I didn't know I had a spirit in me. All those years. And I hadn't fed my spirit. And the life is in the spirit. That Betty's dead over there. But this is the real me, and it's not. It's alive. What are you feeding? You better be feeding that spirit. That's where life is. That's why I have life. That's why I'm young. I keep feeding this spirit God's food. I'm healthy. I'm perfect in God because my spirit is bigger than my flesh. A lot of people didn't think I was going to make it up in the steps. But I don't tell you every step I took. Buddy, you better line up or you won't eat too long. You better take that next step. You can do this. You can go up these steps. You're strong in the Lord. I punish my body. The Bible tells us to punish it. Make it do what it don't want to do. And you've got to quit letting your body tell you what to do and what it wants to do. And you've got to be about God's business instead of the body's business. Amen? Yeah. My body learns real quick. You better be quiet or she'll starve you. <laughs> How to get rid of fear. The Bible says what you fear, listen to this, will be drawn to you. You don't entertain it. With a big God like you have, that can make anything, you do anything, and you want to fear for something, and God... Loves you. When Bishop brought me to Arizona, we were going on full blast all over the world with television. How told this television station all come about was 
God prophesied to me and I prophesied to him. And God told him almost 30 years ago, 30 some years ago, God had me prophesy to him that he was going to do television, carry the word all over the world on national television. Okay? Well, he had a hard time believing that. I had to prophesy to him about three times <laughs> to convince him. He's here next day. Well, not long after that, I called him up and I said, God wants you to get to Phoenix real quick. They're opening up a place out there. You know, the station out there. And he called Phoenix and he said, yeah, come and get out there. So he got out there and when he got out there, he started setting everything up and he told him. He called me and said, Mom, the bay is too big for me. He said, you got to come and help me. I said, God, I'm telling you something so I'm telling you how much God loves you. I said, God, I don't want to tell the whole world. I said, you do. What would you like to tell the whole world at one time? I'll back up in my body and I'll let you have my body to speak to the whole world at one time. When he started telling them about me being with Joe, <laughs> it got bigger and bigger and more and more people. Here's what happened. I went to vision as soon as they put me on. And in the vision, I saw Jesus on the cross over here. I saw everybody in the world over here. And God's right here. And it's like I'm looking through God's eyes, watching this. And God would look at Jesus on the cross, and he would jerk his head over here at everybody. Everybody that he's made was the most beautiful babies you ever saw. To you, you're his little baby. You know these babies that you just want to get a hold of and just want to kiss them and hug them? Well, that's what everybody looked at. And I said, God, what's wrong? I said, you're looking at everybody the same. And he said, what you mean? And I said, you're looking at the Christian and the sinner just a lot. He said, Betty, you had six kids. When some of them didn't obey you, did, did you look at them different? Did you love them less? Oh, God can change you so fast on some people. And I stood up and said, no. And I said, look how beautiful they are. He said, I know. He said, I made all of these babies. I love all of these babies. It grieves me when they don't obey me. And I let God talk on that broadcast. And God would look over here and look at Jesus. And he said, I had to let this happen to have to have my babies back. That's what you look like to God. That's how much he looks at you like he would look at that darling little baby that you love that you just want to hold and kiss. So know your love. Know God loves you, that you're precious to him. And know that he had to watch his son go through that. Give his son that he could have you. Know how serious, how lovely, how awesome that love he has for us. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Amen. That changed how I think about sinners. That changed how I thought about God and us. Wow. 
And it should change your attitude too. But God let us talk. God let God do the talking. And it was awesome. It was so strong. That demons was falling out. People were falling out of the floor. Bishop, they had to get Bishop because he's big. <laughs> Cast them demons out. It was it was powerful. God was moving in that people. It was great. Glory to God. Okay, let me tell you about fear. The Bible says what you fear will be drawn to you. Faith moves it away from you in order to have faith. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. I pray the Bible to myself on my CDs each evening, downloading them to my soul. There are three parts to the soul. One is the mind, number two is the will, and number three is your emotions. First of all, you have to download it in your mind. I have downloaded the entire Bible in my mind, okay? As you do, the will of God is in the Bible. So now the will of God is downloaded in your body. And then the word affects your emotions. You start acting like the Bible. You start acting like God because you've downloaded it now. Now it's going through your body, perfecting your body to act. You don't see me dancing and burping doing all the things I used to do because the Bible's been downloaded in me and my more, my body has changed. My has changed. I'm saying that. That word saved me. Okay? Because the word of God is a fire. This is yes, what I like yeah. about. I like the fire. It burns out everything in your soul that isn't of God. As it downloads, it deletes all that is not of God. It stops the thoughts that are engaging from coming into your thoughts to hurt you. More of the word means more life. Jesus is the word. You will only truly know Jesus by knowing the word of God's will. To be in God's will and to do God's will, you must know and do as Jesus the Word did. How do you defeat fear? When the enemy strikes, it is only to destroy you. But God has a different purpose. Amen. Hebrews 12, 26 and 27. 26, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised sin. Yet once more, I shall not shake the earth, but also heavens. 27, now this. Yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as these things that are made and that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. God promises to shake the earth and heaven so that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. These things need to be shaken. One, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eye. Number three, the pride of life. I think today we may think twice about all the blessings God's given us. It's time to praise him. God delights in the praise of his people. Come on, God. Let, come on. Let God delight in you. Praises run fear away and fills us full of faith and raises up the power of the Holy Ghost in us. Just, just go around praising God. Just tell him how much you love him. We saw how Jesus came off that mountain from worshiping God. And that's, that's what's supposed to happen to you. And spent time with God so he could receive the power needed to fulfill his mission on earth. When Jesus did this, he gave life to the whole world by being true to God. It took that going on the mountain away from everything else and spending that time with God. And when I do that word, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling away from everything else and letting God just come into me and permeate me so that I can be obedient to everything. I want my whole body 
I make my body subject to God's word. I make it do the word. It don't want to do it. Satan tries to get in it and stop it. Our nation, our national in Bible school, Morris Sorrell told us that God is going to shake this nation. He just did. God wants his church to wake up and redeem the time as it's later than you think. It's time to, number one, remove what is dead. Birth into new. Three, harvest what is ripe. Four, awaken. Five, unify or mix together his body, the church, so it can no longer be separated. Number six, need the power of unity. All thoughts possessed or hard attitudes that are rooted in selfish or pride will be purged. As a result of this tremendous shaking, pride has got to go. Pride is self. Satan became proud and was cast out of heaven. Pride stops you from entering heaven. When you fast, pray, and read God's word, it shows your true self. Fasting is prayer is like getting rid of the old and becoming a new tree of life. Yes. God, any good? Are you yes. liking this book now? Yes. I wrote this so other people can. Now, I want to share this because I feel the church is not doing this, and I'm really a little bit concerned about it. Pray in order as God is the God of order. God give us simply how to pray. And we need to do exactly what God said and pray like he said to pray. And God will get your prayers answered if you do not. One prayer that God has really been strong with me on is to pray for Israel every single day. I never forget to pray for Israel, for the peace of Israel. Because you're not going to have peace in your body, physically, or peace in your mind. Or peace in your family, peace with your husband, peace with whatever. Well, peace, then you pray. If you want peace in America, then you pray for the peace of Israel and you get, to, you get that same promise with it. The other thing is pray for those in authority over you. And here's, here's how I pray. I wrote just so you could have it. Father Almighty God, how awesome you are. Thank you for covering America and our leaders. Your great will and your covering of America has been a blessing for the entire world to see and enchants their desire to live here. Father, I come to you today to obey your word by asking you to bless our president, our vice president. Now, he's a God of order, so he goes in ranks. So you need to learn this. Now let me start. Father, I come to you today to obey your word by asking you to bless our president, our vice president, with wisdom to make decisions according to your will. Cover them with attack. Cover them from attacks. I bind every attack, rendering it helpless and, and to enable it against them or their families. Bless them, give them peace, and show them the great and mighty things you have for our great land. Let our vice president pray and cover our president. Minister all his advisors. Cut off anyone who can be bought off. Father, bless and guide all our leaders today. Save those who don't know you so that America will be blessed. Also, bless our spiritual teachers and their understanding. Give them revelations. Let a spiritual revival and awakening come to the church. I'm covered both the governmental and the spiritual. Pray for those with authority over you. Okay. Father, with Jesus, I bind the spirit of fear and I loosen this virus, disintegrate it, blow it up. Let it die in Jesus' name. Bring justice to those who made this virus and heal those who have had it or now have it. 
Father, rise up your church with a revelation of your word. Let those who are watching me today receive a revelation of your word. The wisdom to do it, the understanding to discern it, and the knowledge to act upon it. Father God, I ask you to cover my bloodline. When you say, God, I ask you to cover my bloodline, this is what you're saying. When the death spirit was coming and taking the firstborns, they put the blood on the doorpost. Okay, and those children did not die that night to death. death Spirit couldn't get in. Oh, could golden blood. It cannot. Listen, when you say, I cover my children with the blood of Jesus, the dead spirit can't kill them until they're saved because you just put your blood on them. It can't go in. You can't do it. So that's really what you're doing. And you're covering them. Save all who are lost. I place your blood over them so that no weapon formed against them can harm them. I claim their salvation as you promised me that if I live. See, I pray the word of God. A godly life, you would save my family. I have obeyed, so I expect you to keep your promise. He said, remind me of my word when we do it. Now, Father, I hold up my church body, family. I hold up our pastor and his family. Bless and protect him and his family. Give to our pastor the most knowledge and revelation so that we will be the church you're coming back for, the own fire church. Bless all who hold any office leadership in our church. Let them be on fire with the Holy Spirit. Save the lost, O oh Lord. Now, Father, I hold up the Bible class students and all those watching me on Facebook. Save, heal, open their understanding. Give them revelation of your word. Heal those who are sick or in pain. Meet all their needs and provide jobs for all those who have lost theirs. And God bless America. Yeah. Yeah. You like that prayer? Yeah. I pray them every day. Sometimes they're different. A mind of faith keeps fear and death out. Psalms 147, 1 and 5. I praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to our God for it is pleasant and praises is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. He counts the number of stars. He calls them all by name. Great is the Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is a... He asked, us, he asked us to ask for understanding, spirit, as it's a spirit in body men. All of these spirits, as I was reading and studying the Bible, or listening to it, I heard him call them all spirits. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of knowledge, spirit of revelation, spirit of discernment. All of them spirits, you don't get those unless you invite them in like you do the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gentlemen, they don't come in, they don't override any of that. You don't get anything that you don't ask nice and lovingly and kind and begging to come in and live in you. Once they come and live in you, this is why I have this revelation. This is why I have all of them. I begged them to come and live in me. And then they started functioning me, giving me understanding, giving me revelation. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you don't have these things, is you're not asking God. We've been too busy for everything else and not busy enough to get this here spirit. Let's get this spirit with right in tune with God. God's understanding is without limits. It is that the word means to extend beyond measure. Our comprehension, endless, enlarged, or inexhaustible. The Psalms tells us that God's understanding is as vast as the stars, that he calls them by name. He is intimate in knowing each person's most innermost need. There is in, I can't, I-R-R-E-D-U-C-I-B-L-E, 
and flexible in the integrity of both the small and the large and everything we see. Even the greatest mind in physics cannot explain how all the physical was integrated together in the beautiful manner that is absolutely required for the coordination of the universe and for life to exist. I was just uh, telling everybody when I was talking about the news, you need to get the film and watch it the last, what was it, the last day? It shows the nuke coming to America and destroying America. And what a nuke does is it kills every living, breathing thing with flesh. Everything. Animals, people, everything got that. At least the city and country and half where they're going to take over. After watching it, actually you die before you even hit the ground. It said that their eyeballs, which is in the bottom of your eyeballs, will melt in their sockets at the nuke. This is time to pray. I'm back right now at the same place when I went to Dr. Cho's first time. They were promising to nuke us here. And that's why I went to Pearl Mountain, was to fast and pray. That was when you went, right? Yeah. To save God, yeah. to keep Russia from coming in. And I saw how their prayers kept North Korea from coming in and taking over South Korea. That's right. And I mean, Prayer Mountain's right on the thing up there. And the North Korea women would come up to this line, and Mama Choi and he would go to this line, and they would pray together for their country. And someone was slipping over coming into South Korea. Wow. <laughs> well, when I went there, I went there and prayed that God would save America. Wow. What I didn't know was President Reagan, when he got shot, had his visitation from Jesus, and Jesus told him to let him live if he'd get prayer back from school, wow. prayer back from America. He had asked all his advisors, has any country ever changed from prayer? And they said, yes, so Korea was destroyed by the war. Had nothing, nothing to eat, no homes, no nothing. And these women went to the mountain, to the graveyard, and started praying. And they didn't come off that mountain until God sent the money, Morcerella sent the money to build the first condominium. And that's something. I got to find that out by taking the grooms to his school. They give him $40,000. want him to take his school to grow. But God does all of these things. I was asking God as I walked over here. I was just thinking of all the things that God has permitted me to see and people he's permitted me to see. And I give credit to my playing the Bible to myself terminate me with God's word. Wow. I won't waver. God's word changed me. His life. Without his word, brother, I love him so much. I love the word of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Yes. Amen. I love you, 
That word is primary. That word is the You see, that word makes us like God. And if we're going to go to heaven, we've got to be like God. We've got to be spirit. The spirit of us has to know this word. We've got to act on this word. We've got to be obedient to whatever the word's saying. We've got to move in and we've got to know it. We've got to have the revelation, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. God said, before my church come, I would not have you been done. But I want you to know my word and follow my word. But I can do the work that I want to do in this place, he said. There's many souls that's going to help. Because we have other things and other interests, and we don't put him first, and he's intimate. He's first in your life, should be. I have a love relationship with my God. He's my husband. I don't worry about my bills. I don't worry about nothing because he's my husband. My God, he owns everything. He can give me anything he wants to. I don't even want it. don't even care. I just want that sweet... I just want what I have with my God. I wouldn't take nothing in this world for my walk with God. And what he and I say and what he and I know is so awesome. My desire is to raise up others and put all this in me that he gave me into them. That they too can go and do the things that I've done. See, honey, it's not how pretty you are, how good you are, or whatever. It has to do with you. It has to do with love. Yes. And I love. I want so much these young ones that I'm teaching. You know I love you, don't you? And I want what's best for you, don't I? I will go without the thing that you have, and you go where God wants you to go. Because you're precious to me. Just like God looked to his little babies that's out of the dreams. And that's how he looked to me. I just admire you and love you so much. And you know, there's so much hurt through the years. The relationship with God is so good, so good and awesome that you can't really remember the hurts anymore. It's like side. You know, just it healed it all off, didn't it? But to see what God is doing and what he wants to do. Yes. He's taking me into a tiny dimension of this stuff. He's going to start to promote me, take the promote middle mantle, and he's going to buy land and start a promote She's going to be Mama Choi when everything in. She has Mama Thomas and he has mine. And God said, now, from now on, I'm going to flow in the Sears and all so I'll throw you into the spiritual realm yes. all the time now. So isn't that neat? Yes. I love it. God is good and he loves you. Yes. God wants you to have those gifts. Every one of you have a gift. And God wants you to flow in that gift and use that gift. You have to learn how. At Per Mountain, I learned to back up in my body. And that the spirit have control. When I put pure preaching, I let the spirit take over and I back up in my body. You see, God can do anything. God can do miracles. I can walk over to you. God can do a great miracle immediately on you. I can't do anything. But when I back up and let the Holy Spirit, okay, the Holy Spirit knows everything about you. He tells me before I ever get to a meeting that I'm going to do, that he comes and searches you. 
to see what your needs are before we ever get here. And then when I back up my body and let him know the forefront, and I walk, he walk, I'll walk up to you. It's not me. He's talking to me. And he replies, he said, baby, I run right through you. You're being in the bin. I do the work. It's me that does all the work. I can go the way that I knew that. I wouldn't be nothing without Jesus, honey. It has nothing to do with you. It, the only thing it has to do with you, you submitting. And that is the Holy Spirit uses body because he, he needs a body. Spirits don't have a body. They have to flow through your words. You have to subject your body and let them have your body. Whatever they want to do, you're subject. And you just let them do whatever they want to do. Boy, does God make me look good. People think I do all this stuff. I can't do anything. And I know it. That's a good part. I know it. And I know who can. And I know what to do to get it done. Glory to God. But he wants me to do great and awesome things. Today you would be on television if I hadn't let the Holy Spirit have my body and cross out of you. Just look what he does and what he's done in the years that we've seen him do. So so start spending some time alone with God. Leave the Bible. God said that Bible's to you. He wrote it to you. Yes. It's going to work for you. And and get rid of this trying to do it yourself. It's His Spirit in you. Spirit. Feed that Spirit so it's bigger so we can do more. But let it be a baby Spirit. Yes. It needs to be grown up. Mine's grown up now because I fed it so much. Almost choked it a few times. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Time is short. We're going to be about God's business. God is wanting to work with a five-fold ministry. And right now, he's going to shake the church like he's never shook it before because the church is not a five-fold ministry anymore. Men wants to be in charge instead of the five-fold ministry. So God is moving now to shake it because he wants to put it back the way it's supposed to be. And the five-fold ministry has to be in the church. If it's not the church, then the pastor ain't even hearing from God. Right. If he's, the Lord told me that if you're deciding everything for your church and no prophet is hearing from God and talking to you, Amen. or no seer is talking to you, or nobody else, you're taking control. Right. The five-fold ministry has to function where it's supposed to function. If it functions, then everything moves and works properly. And so God is wanting to bring it back to that place. And I think this is a time that he's going to do it. It's going to be a lot of shaking because we're in the last generation that's going to be born before his coming. Since the 40 years that Israel was made a state. He said the people that were born in the 40 years, from the 40 years, in 40, that would be the last generation before he comes back. So that's how close we are to his coming. So you've got to really get in that word and let that word get in you. It's that word working through you, that anointing. The word of God is the anointed one. The word of God is Jesus. You don't know Jesus until you know it. So let it permanent you. Play it on tape. Play it on tape and follow it in your, in your thing too. Every time something God's talking to you, write it down. I wrote, wrote, wrote it all the time. Amen? You want to know what the word does? Everything you've heard me say in this book so far was in here, and I sat and wrote it all down for years. And my mind would talk faster than I could write. My hands got so I couldn't hardly use them from writing. 
God would tell me to get up and write, and I'd think he's going to just write down something. I did it for five or six hours writing. But you see, the Holy Spirit can do things I can't do. Today, he wants to do things through you. He wants to take you. I've never done anything to meet Dr. Cho. I've never done anything to meet Mom Lord. I've never done anything to meet Whitney Houston or any of all the other famous people. God actually zeroed me right in on them, and I never asked him, did he choose me? But when God has something for you to do, and when you're obeying God, it's unlimited to what he'll do. Dr. Cho argued with me. You're my miracle first. You come to my church first. You belong to me, not mom. You need to work with me in America and set up my crusades. Uh-uh. She's a woman. You're a man. You're mine. You're not hers. After she come back to all miracles, you women will then. <laughs> Most pastors in America would just love to shake his hands. It ain't me they're seeing. It ain't me they're feeling. I don't pay the bills. I don't 
Lord, if I'm thinking you're always there, I won't do anything to anybody. I don't care. Because I just trust you and just write checks. And I have done that for 50 years. God, listen, I bought three, two condos and a house and didn't pay for none of them. I mean, God, actually, I sold my condo in Miami, paid for the A-frame in North Carolina. I made a apartment in it for a woman that needed it. She paid me exactly what my car, what my, my house was, that, the payments, the whole 20 years. She paid for my house. I didn't pay Every month. You see how God will do that? Then I paid cash for the condo I'm in now that she paid for there. You see how good God is? I had these three places and I didn't pay for them. And God will do the same for you. He said, I'll give you houses that you didn't pay for. All you do is walk in this anointing, walk in this work, do whatever God says do, and he'll do the rest. You just do whatever he says do. Don't worry about the money. He brings it in. One person stops one thing. If you stop something that you've been giving me, God will give me something $10,000 better. You just promoted me. Ain't that right? You saw that. You saw it too then in my office. How God does. It's just awesome what God will do. And God wants you to walk in it. Just let him do it. It's the word of God I'm telling you. And all of you need to do what I do. You need to spend time in the Word, write those notes down, keep them, and write a book. Like I do. I just write the Word. Uh, word of God's in all my books, you know that. I love you so much, and I'm so glad I got to come this year because I'm telling you, I've had the hardest year I've ever had in my life. In January of this year, this is another thing God did that was a blessing in disguise. Was I used to, in my home in North Carolina, um, that meat eater. And uh, about a few days later, I was all swollen up and went to the doctor, and uh, they couldn't find out where the infection in my body was, and so this went on a while. And, um, they come down with, the God sent me to the cancer doctor, and they did a test, and it had to be leukemia. And so since January, this first year, uh, they started giving me this uh, new medicine that's out, and it kills the white cells. And what leukemia is, is the white cells goes into the bone marrow and eats up your red blood, and um, you know what leukemia is. <laughs> and uh, as of this um, last three blood work cups, there's been no cancer, no leukemia in my entire body. Oh,
and you'll think I'll come to live for you and I'll take care of you everywhere you go. And he'll bring you to this distance by feet to foot, time at your face. That's keeping the face steady. The next face might be We all might come to the face next year with Jesus. That's what this is about. He said, keep this face until we have ours when I come get you. That's right. You get me? Yes. So that's what you're doing. You're going to be part of that. What about these people that ain't keeping it? Don't believe in it. They're scary, isn't it? Actually, I'm called up here. I'm a scared not to come. I'm a scared to miss one. Because I'm scared of God. You know how big God is? That's right. Yes. That's right. He makes me breathe. Yes. At any minute. That's right. These two are RNs. And he's went with me to all of these doctors. And they've done all, all these big tests. And they even went up on them and took pictures of my heart. And they can't find nothing on my heart. They can't find nothing wrong with any. They went down into my bladder. Donna's had, I had cancer in my bladder. It was a blood zone. And when they got down there, he said, I don't believe this. It's young, it's clean, and there ain't no cancer in it. Yeah. I thought that young, and I love God. See how God has took care of my body so I could keep preaching and still preaching at 85 years old? Still going up 15 steps. Amen? Still doing Bible school and now at a nursing home teaching 300 seniors the Word of God. And they're going to be there when they die. And I'm going to try to get every one of them to Jesus so they can go to heaven with me. Take 300 at one time with me. God's good. So we need to be doing something like what I'm telling you. You just put the Word in there and the Word will do the rest. You just follow. I follow the Word. I do what it tells me to. So don't do what you want to do. It's not about you no more. It's about it. This right here, I'm a visioner, visionary. I see things and do things. This is my Bible school. There's 17 books on this, including these new books. You put this in your computer and you just uh, have all this, the whole Bible school there. Now, these, he tell, he tell you where to get these. And you can do these. They can either buy this and put it on your computer, or you can download this on all your Bible school computers. No more printing, no more all this. They just pull the little printer up, and you do the Bible school. Also, we do this on television. We're on all of Facebook, so all of my kids, as soon as I come on, they share me to all these other places. So I'm covered in every state, all over, even in Germany and other places, is watching me. But you can have the whole Bible school with this little thing right here. I'll give 50 some of these away. This year I started out sewing me to the nursing home food. And these to preachers to start Bible schools in their churches. God said, Betty, you're trying to do one Bible school. And even with the ones on television, look how more you could cover if you put these in all the churches. It's that simple. They're $555 worth of books on this. I'm going to sell them for $20 for $250. She's in charge of that. Somebody can make a little more and more. He made these. He's the bright, bright one teaching me all this good stuff. How to do. He's taught me how to stay healthy. 
and he talked to all the doctors, and I told him, this is my son, please don't worry, you tell him, he'll tell me, because I don't understand all these medical terms, but he has been so good to me, and he's took so care of me. He come to me, and he said, Mama, he says, uh, I want to go to your Bible school, about to my husband go, and he was one of my students, and he said, after coming a few times, he said, I don't come just two hours a week, he said, will you do me two days a week? I'm in a hurry. <laughs> and they two went out, and they went two months, fifty one evening. I said, I'm in a hurry, too. <laughs> so I started teaching him day and night. I sat there many times just crying with him, telling him everything God's ever told me. Teach all my books. He's got, he gave every one of my books. When he first told me, he paid so much for the Bible school, 700 he paid. And then he took the school so, so many times, and he said, I'm in a hurry. So he come in and he printed every book I had and put them on this. Praise God. And then he said, I'm going to go through every one of them books. I'm going to tell you how pure my students are and how pure he is. He felt like that he didn't pay me for the rest of the school because he was going to get it through my books. And he wrote out a check. I'll tell telling me how pure he is in heart. And how much he loved me that moment. What news in me or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he showed me he really, truly loved me as a mama. And I truly love him like a son I've never seen him. He's even about to blow away actions. I've never seen him that night. He'd bring me ice tea and coke. One day he came in, Ma, guess what I got you? I said, what? He said, apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> I said, good, let's get ice cream. <laughs> Wouldn't have satisfied with that power was I know. <laughs> but I've taught him everything I know, and now he come to me and said, Mama, said the next two days I want you to do everything about Fur Mountain and God wants me to build a Fur Mountain. God, because he sat and he let me pour it into him like a majority of men, he got to the mountain. Just like I did, Mama. I served her. I loved her. I waited on her, just like you did me. And she gave me her mind. So God gave you because of your, your service and you doing what you did. And this lady, I never seen anybody like her. She can just walk up to people and they receive Jesus. I mean, she <laughs> don't have to say two words. And, uh, it's an anointing that I mean, that's what you do. I mean, he's going to throw her cigarettes down and is crying and they, they bragged on something she had on, and she just turned around to them like this, and then I just seen them dropping in cigarettes, and she said to send a firm with them. And after I said, that's a miracle, what'd you do? She said, I'm bad at everything for them. <laughs> they come over there. But it was the most beautiful thing, that she's a mama joy, she prays all the time. And so when they got, when they got married, I prophesied to them, and transferred the mantle from firm out to him, and mama choice mantle to her, and now she's the mama choice mantle. And she's going to pray in the people, and she's going to pray in the money. God's good, isn't he? Yeah. God put that in. You don't worry. He brought in the monies for Prayer Mountain. Prayer Mountain has all monies for I brought all of those churches to Prayer Mountain. But Mama Troy and I travel. We give all our monies, all those years, to Prayer Mountain, and it's paid for that way. So if you feel us telling you something about Prayer Mountain, it's paid for that way. The money's coming. God sees to it. That's right. 
because he wants prayer. That's how serious he's about prayer. So I hope that you've got nothing else all this morning. You've got that God wants you to pray and get in the Word. God wants you to pray His Word. He, wants, he is the Word. And you have to love the Word of God. You have to imitate Him, be like Him, love Him, be married to Him. How can you be married to Him and not, not do it, not take it in you? It's got to be perfect. It's got to clean everything out of you so you can be part of that marriage, intimate with Him. I love Jesus, and I love this place, and I love you, and I thank you for letting me minister.